welcome to another episode of the La Brea Purveya. I am your purveyor, Pete Phillips. While La Brea is away, I wanted to keep the podcast going by exploring some of the themes of the show and some shows that it's often compared to. This episode, I'm going to talk about Lost. The ABC drama that captivated audiences and probably the most common show that La Brea draws comparisons to. Prior to the end of La Brea's second season finale, I never saw an episode of Lost. Lost emerged at a time without streaming, so it wasn't as easy to catch up. And since I missed the first season, I didn't think I'd ever catch up, so I just didn't try. Now Lost is available everywhere from Hulu to Freebie. The other advantage that Lost had without streaming is that no one could binge it. People would actually talk about it for a whole week before the next episode. They anticipated it, and they speculated about what things could mean or what would happen next. In these days of streaming, it's much easier to pick up some of the connections, but also some of the holes, that may have slipped past people who had a week in between episodes. That said, I know many people probably have binged it, since it's become available on streaming. I know that's what I had to do. And although you could make the argument that people do talk about La Brea, it doesn't seem as widespread. I know. You might be thinking, well, La Brea isn't as good as Lost, so people don't talk about it out in the open. Whatever. But what if La Brea is as good as Lost? What if Lost is like high seas ecto-cooler for me? I remember it so well from when I was a kid, but to drink it today, it just isn't the same. So many things from 20 years ago just don't feel the same today. Good luck finding a concise and easy explanation of the show Lost, but the rough version is that a plane breaks apart and crashes onto an island coast. Survivors get wrapped up in a lot of personal issues, while around them mysterious things arise, like tropical polar bears, a sentient dark cloud, people who live on the island, and lots of time jumps. And then there's also time travel. I've dug into the Librea subreddit to look for ways that fans tried to connect the two shows, things that people have mentioned that I could talk about for this episode. PackerDog43 posted, Just started watching today. This is a generic, cheesy version of Lost. I'm hooked. Dinosaur, snake, and camel emojis. For me, this works. Lost takes itself very seriously, and that's cool and all. But La Brea is a different beast. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) La Brea is a logistical nightmare, and everyone who watches the show knows it. They all try to feel smart by pointing that out, but it's just the way it is. And as I said before, where Lost had time in between episodes to build anticipation and let fans speculate theories and all that sort of stuff... La Brea seems to manage the instant gratification mindset a little bit better because it doesn't expect that you've been talking about it all week, or even thinking about it all week for that matter. There's so much TV out there that any show you can talk about with someone in person seems to be some sort of cultural phenomenon. And as I've said a hundred times, La Brea is fun, and it works when you watch it for fun. If it was as serious as Lost, it wouldn't be nearly as enjoyable to someone like me. Lost and La Brea are both mysterious, too. Where are our characters? How will they get home? What are these strange threats outside of our safe zone? Who are all these strange people that live here? And so on. Lost let mysteries linger for several episodes, even seasons. 
A boy disappears in season one, and you don't see him again until a few whole entire seasons pass. While I'll give you that La Brea forgets about some of their questions, creator David Applebaum said that he wanted to tie up big questions fairly quickly, presumably so that he didn't fall into the edging effect that Lost has. On Reddit a while back, Cinder Xella asked, Just saw the first episode via Hulu. Should I invest into this? Is it as good as Lost or Breaking Bad? LOL. And my favorite response to this question came from Sierra Shamir, who said, It's as bad as Lost. If you like obviously bad shows with ridiculous plots that can't get out of a paper bag, then go for it. It's not a serious show, but not a satire. This kind of sums up what I was feeling while watching Lost. I understand why people were hooked on it, but it's also kind of silly. In the season 2 finale, when a giant foot statue shows up, I was just stunned, and maybe a little insulted. There were already so many unanswered questions, and then they dropped a giant foot statue on us. I admit, Lost made me go, What the f***? A lot more than La Brea did. It was the fact that they had these layers of unanswered questions, and that just got thicker and thicker. I feel like most of the answers to those questions had to be discovered via supplemental material, like discussions with people who understood it, or the online side series that they would have on the ABC website. And this brings us to a major difference between these two shows. Lost Seasons ran an average of 20 episodes each. So far, La Brea has had an average of 12 episodes per season. Lost ran 121 episodes total, and La Brea is likely to finish at 30 episodes. So yeah, there is no time for fact-checking the lore or developing some of our two-dimensional characters. When we see James go from a redeemed grandpa to a family annihilator in two episodes, it's quite a shock. But we don't have a lot of time to watch that shift take place. And if we had... How many of the same critics would say that the show was just so predictable? Where Lost writers seem to struggle to fill the epic, demanding 20-episode average, it feels like La Brea writers are struggling to jam just as much story into their 10-episode average. And both of these are because of business. ABC didn't want to let Lost go, so they demanded more episodes. And La Brea is in a crowded TV landscape with short seasons, a writer's strike, and streaming competition. It's no wonder they can't make things work out to a Lost fan's satisfaction. That said, when I watched Lost, I wished they had fewer episodes per season and a tighter cast. The thing felt like it would never end, even when it was interesting. And say what you will about La Brea characters, but at least they didn't have a Sawyer like Lost did. Wikipedia describes him as, quote, initially portrayed as a selfish, conniving, and sarcastic, handsome flirt who hoards stashes of washed-ashore items for himself. Flashbacks detailing his past are used to depict his more sensitive side, juxtaposed against acts of betrayal and theft. I disagree with this description. He was pretty much a tool the entire time. And too often we forgive people for being jerks because they're kind once in a while. And I feel like that's what this description is doing. Yes, it's true that on La Brea, Josh is an absolute tool. And sometimes Lucas was mean. But neither is as douchey and grouchy as Sawyer was in Lost. That's a difference that I spot. But fans have an endless number of comparisons that they declare to prove that La Brea is a ripoff of Lost. And we're going to cover some of those now. 
Did you know that Lost and La Brea both had opiates on hand for unexpected surgery? In Lost, there was a plane that crashed that was carrying lots of heroin. And in La Brea, Lucas had a trunk full of heroin in his car. Lost also had an addict on the island, which made the drug temptation a little bit more compelling to watch than the drug dealer storyline that Lucas had. One fan said that the village in La Brea is similar to the Dharma barracks in Lost. And both do exist, so that is certainly a connection. But one hosts really forgiving natives, and another contains more like a cult of useful scientists. Some say that Mary Beth, being a police officer, parallels Anna Lucia on Lost, who was also a police officer. In this way, Lost and La Brea are a lot like Law & Order, because all three of them have police officers. Wow! Both shows had doctors, too. Lost had Jack, and La Brea has Sam, just like Grey's Anatomy. And, while we're at it, one person said, quite simply, Eve, in La Brea, is Kate in Lost. I guess because they're both the leading female characters? And while both ladies were also torn between men in their respective stories, that's also a lot like Grey's Anatomy, or any show that has a love triangle. Wow! Still more, both shows had a character who didn't speak, even though they secretly could. Both were quiet for completely different reasons, and one was an adult while the other was a child, but both eventually did talk, so that's totally a parallel with every show that somebody talks in, I suppose. Both shows also had people that were in the place that they're at first. La Brea has the Exiles, and Lost has the Others. Star Trek also dealt with a lot of natives when they visited planets. I wish Star Trek didn't rip off Lost, too. It is a most unusual phenomenon. Lost had the Dharma Initiative, and La Brea has the Lazarus Project. Both are weird organizations doing weird things to study where they are, and both are keeping a lot of secrets. Kind of like the syndicate in the X-Files. Man. So many good shows ripped off Lost, like The X-Files, Grey's Anatomy, Law & Order, and any show that had a love triangle. Truth be told, if you're going to plan out a group of people to be stuck somewhere in a sort of survival story, you want it to be compelling, so you basically need to gather certain types of people. Even Lost in Space had a doctor, a person who could grow food, a leader, an expert in the field of where they were stuck, a compassionate child, and a sort of general hero that could sort of handle anything. Not to mention, it also had Lost in the title. So who ripped off who, Lost lovers? It does not compute. I'm kidding, but it does make sense. And I'm totally going to cover another show that did bring together a band of hapless weirdos that shouldn't have been together and put them in the same fish-out-of-water scenario as Lost and La Brea. To circle back a little bit, In August 2021, Chrissy Bobick wrote a piece for Distractify called Sorry Guys, La Brea Might Be the Budget Lost If You're Looking for a Replacement. She says, quote, There's a cheeky line from one of the characters in La Brea that suggests they're stuck in an episode of Lost. And showrunner David Applebaum told Cinema Blend that it was intentional. I mean, duh, he wrote the show. He wanted to come out of the gate addressing the inevitable comparisons that would arise from fans and critics alike. And I think he did, for the most part. 
It's really easy to draw comparisons between shows, especially ones that keep you guessing. I was really big into Fox's Prison Break back in the day because the mystery strung me along very well. But eventually, you need more than just string to pull somebody. It feels like La Brea is working off of rubber bands to get us through plot points, and sometimes the rubber bands snap and fall apart. And you can only juggle so many balls at once, after all. Are you tracking these metaphors? Because I think I lost myself in them. Regardless, both shows are fun to watch, fun to make fun of, and fun to talk about. So check out Lost if you can afford 121 episodes worth of time. I guess now's a good time to tell you that I didn't make it all the way through myself. But I will, sometime when I don't mind being so confused about why there are temples and embodiments of good and evil and magnets and alternate timelines. And didn't that person have a kid last season, but no kids now? And where has she been for the last season? And who is that guy? He looks a lot different than the last time. In the media reviews, La Brea is still popping up in the news a bit, even though it's not on the air. Unfortunately, it's not for the juicy bits like new characters or announcements of new actors that are coming. In fact, with only six episodes on order, I think it's probably difficult to introduce any new characters. Despite putting a target on La Brea's back with that six-episode pickup last year, it seems that the show may keep NBC afloat as the WGA writer strike continues. The big question for NBC was their fall schedule, and La Brea is in, for six episodes anyway. NBC Universal's president of program planning, Jeff Bader, told IndieWire, all of NBC's scripted fall shows were either out of production or just finishing shooting, he said, or at least, quote, the scripts are all written. It appears as though several studios foresaw the incoming strike and began banking episodes for new seasons of their TV shows immediately after production on the current season ended. According to TV Line, two such shows unlikely to be affected by the writer's strike are NBC's Quantum Leap Season 2 and La Brea Season 3. So, while the strike continues, and has shaken things up a bit, I think that this means the premiere date may be pulled up from the original late January date that has been provided by some sources. I think another slight positive, at least for production's sake, is that since production takes place in Australia, the likelihood of an in-person strike slowing production is probably a lot lower. Production in Australia moved from Victoria to Queensland, joining other recent NBC projects who filmed there like Young Rock, Joe vs. Carol, and the upcoming Apples Never Fall. Quote, La Brea will contribute an estimated $38 million in Australia, which is $25.1 million in the U.S., to the Queensland economy, continue an employment pipeline for esteemed crews and creatives, and showcase some of the Gold Coast and Scenic Rim's stunning locations to a global audience, said State Premier Anastasia Palachi. It is expected to employ 200 staff and use 300 local businesses. The production is expected to inject 66 million Australian dollars, or 43.6 million American, into the national economy and federal government, the statement said. John Seda and Ian Mackin have already posted some behind-the-scenes footage on their Instagrams, and Simone McCauley, who plays Kira, posted about her character, but she did it in the past tense. Uh-oh! In the meantime, Natalie Z has been supportive of the WGA strike on her social media. 
if you are interested in learning things about the writer's strike and how kind of strange it is and how it affects the TV industry, I encourage you to check out the podcast Under Understood and their episode called Big Ideas Lost to Many Rooms. So that covers today's episode of the La Brea Purvea. If you want to prepare for the next series I'll cover, it's going to be a 2016 TBS original comedy called Wrecked, where they actually set out to parody Lost on purpose. But I feel like there's some fun crossover into La Brea as well. You'll find out why, maybe in August. If you like what you're listening to, you can rate us somewhere. If you have any questions or ideas, feel free to reach out via email at shout at yallheard.me. That is the email address for the parent podcast to this show, Y'all Heard. If you have a dollar to spare, we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash y'all heard. Otherwise, enjoy yourself. And don't spoil the end of Lost for me. I'm so close, but it has gotten to be such a slog during this last season. <laughs>